If you're driving a car, if you're sitting down, well, you might actually want to stand up first and sit down because baseball might be back. And we've got all the news for you right now from your favorite podcast. It is Burgers and Brats with your host Braxton Pope and Matt Marks. Welcome back. What well, seems like a long, long week. We're back. Burgers and Brats. Make sure you are following us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Pandora, and even tune in at Burgers Brats. And stay up to date um, with us every day on Instagram and Twitter at Burgers and Brats. Matt, your favorite sport. It looks like it's back. I know. You know, I had to tell had to tell people in that intro, Braxton, if you're driving a car, you have to stop it because that's enough news right there to cause you to swerve right off the road. We've been waiting months for this, for baseball to get their act together. And yet, Braxton, it, it, it just seemed like it was at one point it didn't seem like it was going to happen. I, I didn't think it was, honestly. I did not because the players could not agree what they voted three times on a um, different uh, proposed season and none of them passed. Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Back and forth was the MLB and the Players uh, Association and they could not get anything. And in fact, um, on Monday of this week, uh, the players again shot it down. There had an executive board that shot it down by a 33 to 5 vote. And that pretty much paved the way. Now, Commissioner Rob Manfred, it's up to him. He can set the schedule and uh, players will get paid their full prorated salary. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it still is not a win for anybody. It's a win for the sport coming back, but it's not a win for really anybody because nothing was really accomplished through all of this. Hey, 60 games, that, that seems like a good amount of games. I like that number. I well, think they should stick with that. We were talking, or I saw this uh, on Twitter, and we may have been talking about this too, that in a, if this was a 60-game schedule last year, the Nationals would have, would not have made the playoffs. You know that? That is true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I they, they didn't get to 500. They were 40 and 40 after 80 games. Um, I mean, so they, they at this point, I mean, they were not a good team. They would not have won the World Series if it was a 60-game season. Now, this helps a lot of people. I mean, it's an open. It's open for anybody to win this year. I mean, sixty games is such a small sample size because I mean, you're 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 losing, you know, another additional hundred games. So this is such a small sample size. It could be open to anybody. This could be the year the Mariners may make a playoffs. Probably not. They get their hopes <laughs> up for the first like ten games. But, Even but your Rangers. Even your Rangers have a chance. They do. They do. And as long as Houston does not win, I'm happy. But you know what? If they did win, there'd be an asterisk next to it to go along with their other asterisk one from a couple years ago. But uh, we've, we've talked about that a lot. I don't need to keep giving all that crap to Houston fans. But it is fun. Yeah, I like the shortened season. I, 60 games might be a little too short uh, for future seasons, but I think they should cut it down uh, than their 180 games that they usually do. But – I, I hope season starts. I'll believe it when I see Garrett Cole in the pinstripes on the mound throwing that first strike. But, yeah, 162 games is a long is a long season. Yeah, 160. Yeah. Why did I say 180? I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> basketball's 82, baseball yeah. 162. You get the numbers mixed in. It happens. But no, that is, it is a long season. Um, but you know, when you look at the game of baseball, you have to. You need. You know, it's something you can't do in 20 games. You can't really do in 60. I mean, you could probably say a fair good season is in 100 games, but it, it just there's so many ups and downs in a season, and um, you know players need you know, a considerable amount of games to get into a rhythm. 
it's not something that oh you know you can get in five games and feel good about. I mean it, it takes you know it takes time. Exactly. Uh, but it is it is good to see baseball finally get their act together and that they actually will have a season. Um, so another thing that was is going on. I mean, of course, we can't get rid of COVID. COVID won't be going around uh, going away for a while. Um, but Braxton, you've got some news, and we've seen this on social media. We've been reading about it. Uh, but how many schools now? I mean, I don't have the number. Maybe you do, or I mean, can you name some of the schools that we that are have had players test positive? And Braxton, what are your thoughts on? I mean, is this going to have any effect to delaying the season? Yeah, I, I don't have the full number of schools, but I have over 100 uh, college football players across the country have COVID. Over 100 plus. Clemson, 23. Kansas State has 13. Houston has six. LSU has 30 players in quarantine. Don't know how many have COVID. But OU has one to two. Uh, came out last week. Uh, don't know the names of them. I, with COVID, it's ramping up. Some We're not even out of the first wave, it looks like. And we've still got uh, fall, which is going to be even worse, um, according to the experts. So the only way for college football... Uh, the only way for college football to come back is without fans. But even if they do not have fans, I think there is only a slim 25, maybe a little lower chance that there will be football on Saturdays this fall. I, I have slim hope for it right now. It's, it's going to be a long road ahead. Cases are ramping up everywhere. Oklahoma, we're having 300 at least new cases a day. Texas is, what, getting in the thousands? A day, Texas and Florida. So long road ahead, but I, my high hopes for college football this year are going downhill fast. Yeah, I saw, uh, I heard from someone who mentioned that the Oklahoma City mayor was talking today, had a press conference, and said, "Hey, if things don't get better, uh, people don't adhere to social distancing, that they're going to have to put more restrictions back and go back to, you know, the phase one um, earlier restrictions." And that's a huge problem. I mean, you know, this, this again, this virus isn't going away. We've got a lot, a lot of uh, it's coming back. And, and, you know, are we in a second wave yet? Or is this still part of this first wave? And it isn't it isn't going away and it's coming back stronger. And it is uh, it's going to be a big issue, I think, comes to college football. I, I want to be more optimistic uh, and say that I, I feel really good that there will be a season um, and that it's going to happen. I, you know, is it going to be delayed? Are they going to have to cut out a couple of non-conference games? I don't know what what that is going to be, but I feel optimistic we will get college football. I, I know there will probably be an uproar um, in this country if, if we don't have college football. Um, you know, while all these sports are coming back, if somehow football gets disrupted, uh, you're going to have a lot of angry people <laughs> out there. Yeah, it, we're having, Matt, I read this, 30,000 new cases a day in the U.S. Yeah. average. That is a ton. So the only way you get college football back, I think, without fans, you've got to cut out some non-conference games, which which sucks because OU was going to go to Army this year. And I, I do think that some conferences will be different. I think some conferences will not play. I think Pac-12 might not play this year. And then you may have these lower teams, like maybe a 
<laughs> you this all right, this probably won't happen, but hey, cut out Kansas playing football, cut out Rutgers playing football, <laughs> cut out all those awful teams who weren't gonna go anywhere in the first place. Don't let them play this year. Well, here's my proposal. If if you, you were talking about California, you know, the Pac twelve. Okay, so if if students, you know, they said they weren't gonna have any classes in the fall, right? They were not California yeah. schools were not gonna meet in person. Well, here's the thing. If they can't play, if football players can't play, here's what you do if you're the Pac-12. And if you're a team that, you know, has really struggled or you're outside of, well, if you're outside of California, you just say, okay, I'm supposed to play this California team. Okay. It's a forced win. It's a, it's a freebie. It's, it's like a bye week because they can't play. So keep them on your schedule. Don't mess with the schedule. Just say, Hey, yeah, that's a free win for me because it, that should not affect the entire, um, you know, it, it should not affect everyone in the NCAA. If they can't, if a team can't play because their restrictions are tighter and they're not even going to have classes and they're not even going to have people there and they can't have football, that shouldn't affect everyone else. And I know this is going to be a big challenge this year because everyone, every state has different rules or it's not all the same. Uh, but I, I think if you, that's my proposal. If you're the Pac 12, you know, if you got a California school, hey, that's a win. Give me the dub. Don't even have to do anything. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they another team can find a smaller team to play. Yeah, uh, probably. But yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to watch. It. We've got a long road ahead. Only a couple couple more months until season should start. We'll see if it starts on time. I I don't know if it will. I we've got so many unknowns. We were so positive. We were thinking season's coming back. COVID's going away. Nope. Not happening. Yeah. Um, so, one other thing, uh, you know, it, it, it would be a, a travesty um, <laughs> if if we don't have football. And I, I, I think, you know, I think the optimism is that, hey, we'll, we'll be able to have it, uh, you know, especially the NFL and, and everything. But, you know, it almost seems like that optimism is waning every day because we, we, it's like, oh, it's so far out, there, it will happen. And I feel like I've said that so many times during this whole COVID thing. Okay, we'll be fine in a couple of weeks. Okay, we'll be fine in a month. And you get to that point and it's not in, getting anywhere better. Um, I, I just hope we have football. I, I, I hope we can just get a, a part of normalcy back in our lives. And I know we talk about this every episode, but I, I just hope that we can get that back. Even if we can only watch it on TV, I just hope we get it back. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get something like that coming in the fall. Um, okay, switching gears real quick. Another thing that happened, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've been watching NASCAR much. I, I will admit I haven't really been paying much attention except for the news that broke out the other day about Bubba Wallace. Um, and there was a noose that was found in his garage stall um, in Alabama. Um, you know, this is... This is this is you know we've got a really big issue right now going on with racial injustice in our in our country, um, but there's positive news coming out of this from NASCAR. You know when you think NASCAR, um, you know a big part of it you know for some people is you know the, flying the Confederate flag and and all that and and they are they're taking a stand to get rid of having that fly at their tracks and have the Confederate flag be associated with the sport. Um, what are your thoughts, Braxton, on this, you know, 
with whole thing with Bubba Wallace and and I don't know if you saw the picture um, from the other day with all the I think Bubba Wall I think it was Bubba Wallace taking like a selfie with like all the racers uh, other his fellow competitors like behind him kind of standing with him I thought it was a really cool thing yeah it was uh, they uh, Bubba Wallace led the pack uh, drove his car while all the other uh, racers and crew members followed behind him. Uh, before the race at Talladega yesterday, but yeah, they, it's just sickening, bro. That he he fights to get rid of the Confederate flag, which it should have gotten rid of a long time ago. But I'll give NASCAR credit for finally doing that, since a large part of their fan base is that group of people, uh, rednecks. And it's it's just so sad. It's so upsetting that he fights for this, and then you have someone who goes and puts a noose in his locker. And then you have someone flying a Confederate flag before the race happens yesterday as well. I, and it, it's, it's just so hard and so sad to see. But it is interesting that the, the place where the noose was found, there was, it was only limited access. So we'll see how long it takes for uh, the, them to find the culprit for this. Especially because restrictions of COVID, they weren't allowing any uh, more people back there. But FBI is in, involved, so we'll see um, how quickly they can come to a conclusion to who put that in there. They need to um, take some, some some actions. I think NASCAR said they'll ban the person who put it in there for life. So that that's um, good. Yeah, that's definitely good as well. Uh, just a sickening, a sad event that took place. But from what I've seen, everything uh, with uh, Bubba Wallace that he's just been very um, I mean he's he's really you know you see people that how people react to different things and this was directed towards him uh, but he didn't take a uh, he almost was like you know this is so beneath me you know how you know obviously there's I'm sure he's feeling um, you know the pain and anger and, and just very emotional for him but two, his just res- public responses have been really amazing. Uh, I think I saw yesterday um, on Twitter in, in, a pre- in his press conference, he apologized or the other day before and said, you know, sorry, I'm not wearing a mask, but I wanted you to see me him smile and say, you know, pretty much saying that I'm not going to let this incident bother me, affect me. That person, you know, is not going to get to me. I think that's a really amazing thing and even more amazing, again, everyone getting behind him. Um, I mean, just everyone getting behind him. And uh, it's incredible. Yeah, hope. Yeah, NASCAR, it's got a long way to go to fixing their group of people. But um, good stuff from this week from them at Talladega. Yeah. Um, hey, let's move on to a couple things in the NBA. So next month, we're, you know, we'll be getting NBA back finally at the end of the month. Um, and we've, we've talked about that. But right now we're in a really interesting period. So from I believe it was Monday afternoon all the way through maybe next Monday or Tuesday, it is the NBA's transaction window, um, a little mini free agency for teams that need some insurance. Um you know, for protection in case anybody that is, um, you know, you don't want catastrophe, you know, big injuries happening to players. Because, remember, it's, again, it's just going to be an eight-game regular season until we get to the playoffs. Um, but a couple of people have made some decisions. 
So Corey Brewer, he signed with Sacramento yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Um, he's going there. And then I saw today that DeMarcus Cousins said he's just going to sit this out. He's not He's not going to play this season. Yeah. Uh, and I Did you see um, Ford for the Washington Wizards, uh, Davis Bertin, Bertans? Um, yeah, said Bertans. He was not, yeah, Bertans. He's not playing. So he's had two ACL um, injuries already, and he's just going to stay healthy for uh, next year's free agency. Trevor Reza as well said that he would not be returning. Nope. Custody, because that is the only month or one of the months where he gets custody with his son. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, got family comes first. And it'll be interesting, too, over these next, you know, couple of weeks, we see if any other players do decide to opt out. I mean, I would think we will hear more about it this week so teams can prepare um, and not just be blindsided that they can prepare to add another player. Um, I know for the Dallas Mavericks, Courtney Lee apparently injured. Uh, I, I had a, I don't know if it was a you know calf injury or something, a severe calf injury um, during this COVID outbreak, and then already missing Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell from injuries earlier in the year. So Mavericks will be in looking for you know a couple of players to try to add to their roster. I think it's a unique. I kind of like this style. Uh, you know, adding trying to add somebody. Um, right before these last couple ends of the season, you know, we don't get this. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're playing 2K uh, or something, you know, video games and you can, you know, you turn off a trade deadline and you can sign free agents and do all that stuff. It's, I don't know, it's kind of fun, like seeing, okay, who can your team add if you need some protection for these final eight games? Because there's some other guys like Isaiah Thomas are still out there, Gerald Green, um, other players that, you know, could could definitely help teams. I mean, you're not looking at them to be a LeBron James and just be dominant, but they can come in and be a good, you know, help off the, you know, in a second unit off the bench. Yeah, it will be fun to see who these teams add, but I don't know if you saw this. Enos Kanter came out uh, the other day and was said, one all-star on the East uh, will not play uh, in the playoffs. So we don't know who, and we don't think he's talking about Kyrie, so someone else. Really? Huh, I did not see that. That's, um, yeah, I mean, you know, and one thing I want to clarify, too, you know, the, the restrictions for this little transaction window, um, eligible players or anybody that's played in the NBA or the G or were on a G League roster, I believe, um, as of this year or had, you know, signed a contract. Another guy, Joe Johnson, who is eligible, he signed a 10-day, I think, right before the season started, but he never played a game in the NBA this year. Um and it, if they played overseas, they are not eligible to, to join the NBA this year. So those are just some of the restrictions uh, when it comes to, um, you know, this transaction window for the next week. Yeah, so what do you think the odds are? What percentage do you think the, the playoffs will continue? Because some players don't want to do it. There's still eight games before the playoffs start, and there's over 100,000 cases of COVID already in Florida. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that that stat right there of Florida spiking up doesn't really help when you're holding everything in Florida. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I, I will, there'll be some more players I think that will be against it. Uh, you know, it doesn't – and I, you wonder if you look at the statistics and, the, I mean, the standings, if you're going to see more players from teams that are – you know, just barely made the cut and, you know, kind of know they have to go on an incredible run to get a good seating or to, I mean, to get to the playoffs even, especially when you're looking at the West, 
because the East, I mean, is pretty much, I mean, not set, you know, in, you know, one through eight, but I think Washington may be the only team that's not in the playoff hunt. And they're, you know, they're like the nine seed. I mean, they have to pretty much go on a good run. I, I, you wonder what that's going to be. I don't expect many people from the top seeds to be like, yeah, I'm not going to play because they want that championship. But I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I'm more optimistic about the NBA starting, but that is a long time to be because they're going to have to be in lockdown uh, with cases spiking. Florida looks like it's going to be the next epicenter. So they are going to have to be locked down. No family, no friends, just themselves. And then to get food three times a day and then go work out uh, with players. But you can't have anyone in your hotel room probably. So it's it's going to be tough for NBA players for sure. It definitely will. Um, and tough decisions too when they're looking at, you know, how they're doing with their, you know, family and, you know, talk it over with their family and make those decisions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's something that M- NBA will be looking at and, and trying to prepare for teams will be preparing if they're going to be without a couple of their players. Um, so this past weekend was the RBC Heritage Tournament uh, for golf at Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. Uh, Braxton, it's been good to have golf back on, and I've kind of been watching a little bit of it, had it on TV, and it's actually live. So that's always fun. Yeah, honestly, I've not been keeping up. There's no what? Tiger Woods. There is no Tiger Woods. That's right. But, you know, we had an interesting finish on Sunday. Uh, Webb Simpson ended up winning it. But we had a very close OU alum, Abraham Answer, almost could have won. I did see that. What, one stroke back? He was one stroke back. Um, he had a really good tournament. I mean, day one, he shot a 69. But round two, three, and four, 64, 65, and 65. So, I mean, he really – turned it up and played great golf um, over the latter half of the of the tournament. Again, fell one stroke back. Daniel Berger, uh, Berger was uh, 20 under. Um, Burks Kepka 18 under. A couple other guys. I mean, you go down a little bit. Dustin Johnson, 15 under. Um, yeah, but no Tiger Woods. Rory McIlroy, uh, he was only was 11 under. Um, there's, there's been golf on, but I have not seen it marketed at all uh, over the last few weeks. Well, you know, maybe because it's, you know, haven't really been watching to be, you know, ESPN and watching much, t- you know, sports. I mean, because the, there hasn't yeah. been anything on. I mean, like the other day when uh, MLB draft was happening, I didn't know until I saw day of on Twitter. I was like, oh, that's tonight. I mean, you forget about this stuff, especially, too, with the ESPYs. I didn't know the ESPYs were going on the other night. I did not either until I was just scrolling through the guide. Did you watch any of the ESPYs? No, I did not. I mean, really, I was kind of bored, to be honest. Um, You know, I mean, it was all good stuff, really some good stories, but uh, it's just not the same. You can't really do much when it's all on Zoom. You know, it's all virtual. Uh, It's just not the same. Um, but they did have a cool little story on Andy Reid, and that was pretty cool. Um, they had uh, Ro- uh, Rob, what, Rob, Rob Riggle. Can't even say his name. Yeah, Rob he's Riggle. Big, he's a big Chiefs guy because I think he's from Kansas City. Um, and then they had the guy who played Champ Kind in Anchorman. Um, forget his name, but uh, he was on there. They did a little Zoom call. You have to look it up. They're all big Chiefs fans, and 
Um, and they had a, a guy from Modern Family, Eric Stone at Stone Street, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's a big uh, Chiefs fan. So they had them on, and the girl from SNL. I guess they're all from Kansas City, maybe, or or Chiefs. You know, all Chiefs fans. But it was it was a really cool video. Um, you know, fun, they did some fun little things like that. But it's just not the same without an audience. You know. Um. Okay. Well, hey. So we're getting close to wrap this thing up. Let's go to our final segment. Who'd you share a burger and brought with? So Braxton, put you on the spot. Who? Uh, who? You, who you thinking? Matt. Be- before we go to share a burger and brought, we got on this day, man. On this day, I right, tell me. On this day, hit me with the facts, bro. This 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 week this week it's been it's kind of a boring week on this day. Yeah. It really is. So, 1984. Prince releases his album Purple Rain. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That's not boring. That's 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 big. That's big. I didn't, I didn't say boring. I just said there wasn't much. There wasn't much big time. Yeah. And then 1876, the Battle of Little Bighorn happened. Nice. So Custer's last stand. And then 1978, the Pride flag, a uh, rainbow flag, is flown for the first time in San Francisco. 1978. And we got some birthdays to give out. Happy birthday, Jack Dempsey, heavyweight champ, long, long time ago. Lionel Messi, who some consider the GOAT, myself included. And George Michael, famous singer. Very cool. Happy birthday. All right, who would I share a burger brought with? Target. Target, as some pronounce it, to be <laughs> suave. So Target made uh, a COVID, their COVID ra- uh, pay raise permanent, sets hourly raise to $15 an hour with extra bonuses. They get 30-day paid leave, free virtual healthcare visits, and a $200 bonus. So thank you, Target, for giving these people some livable wages. And I am going to go apply for Target uh, after this is over. So I will see you working our our local Target soon, right? Yes, you'll see me at Target very quickly. Tarjay, I like it. I, I'm going to share mine with uh, 94-year-old Martha Firestone Ford. You know who that is, Braxton? Uh, is that my grandma? Uh, is her name Martha Firestone Ford? No, she is not. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sharing it, with, sharing it with Martha. She is the Detroit Lions owner. Well, broke out news today that she's actually stepping down and handing all, all the duties over to her daughter, who will be the new owner of the Detroit Lions. But think about it. You're 94 years old, and you still have the title of being the owner of a professional team. I mean, at 94 years old, going strong right there, that deserves a burger and broad because you've endured some pretty tough season with the Lions. So you need to have a good cook out there to celebrate. But a happy retirement at 94 years old to Martha Firestone Ford. It looks like she should have gave up the Lions a long time ago, go somewhere else. Well, you know, they better give her a big party because uh, they need some celebrating to do up there in Detroit. Yeah, they do. All right, Matt, thanks for joining us for another week. Or I guess it is our podcast. <laughs> it is our podcast, Braxton. It is our podcast. As always, right. it was fun, bro. Yeah. Everyone, thank you for joining Matt and I. Uh, make sure you're following us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, tune in, and even Pandora at Burgers Brought, Twitter, and Instagram for our latest up-to-date news. 
at Burgers Brought. From Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.